Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. It's time for Barbecue Nation with JT. So fire up your grill, light the charcoal, and get your smoker cooking. Now, from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland, here's JT. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Nation, Barbecue Nation. Uh, I'm JT, along with uh, Hall of Famer Leanne Whippin, and uh, we are coming to you from the Christmas studios, as you can see right now. Leanne with her famous pecan pie, me with my fa Christmas tree behind me. But mm-hmm. as as I was telling Gabrielle before we came on the show, I said, if you really saw what was behind me, you would say, Jeff, clean your office. So <laughs> like that. Uh, we are very happy to... Um, thank the folks at painter hills natural beef go figure they're right here on your screen that is Mm -hmm. beef the way nature intended uh we're going to talk about that uh and some specials they have coming up online a little later in the show but first of all welcome gabrielle you haven't been on the show for quite a while true i keep begging and you just keep picking will over me Oh, my gosh. Oh, well, if oh. I had a say. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, it's hard for me to slow down long enough for you to get me on camera or video or audio or anything. I'm always on the move these days. Yes, well, thanks for taking almost the nonstop. T- yeah, thank you for taking the time. You bet. You bet. Yeah, well, been- you're welcome here, too, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> I'm going to be real quiet. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Knowing you, okay. <laughs> so we've got uh, Christmas festivities coming up here in a handful of weeks, and um, it's a big time for you guys with uh, rib sales and all that. We're talking about prime ribs, if for those of you out there, and. Um, uh, j- this is just something I was thinking about this morning before we came on. How do how do rib sales compare to turkey sales? You sent me some info from CME, and that was really interesting. But I just, of course, me, I get in the abstract. That's my job. How do how do rib sales compare in raw numbers to turkey sales over the holidays? Do you know? Geez, I'd have to look that up. I don't know. I know it's a growing. I know it's consuming more and more. There are more people all the time looking at a turkey and looking at. The, I think they look over there and they they think, oh, why would I put all that work into a turkey when I could eat ribeye or uh or something? So yeah. But uh, it, but we also we operate in the Northwest where in uh, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, we. The, the people seem to believe that Christmas is wrapped around a uh, rib roast. So um, that's just the way I've grown into the business is it's all about the Christmas ribeye. So think Thanksgiving is getting inundated more with beef, but uh, it's still a turkey. It's still a turkey event. But, you know, I was looking, I, I, so I took it one step further, of course, and got to looking at some, surveys whatever you want to call them i don't think they were very scientific 
but it was like the top 10 uh, choices for thanks uh, for uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, but especially Christmas. Well, of course, at Thanksgiving, it was turkey. But I was surprised to see that it was still turkey at the top for Christmas. Uh, I remember those dry ass birds my mom used to cook, and uh, there wasn't enough gravy in the world to make those things go down smoothly. So, uh, but beef is gaining. But depending on which one of those surveys you looked at, it was beef was either number two, it was number one in a couple of them, or it was low as number six. So I just found that dichotomy kind of different. Yeah, I think it's very regional. Go ahead. I think you'd have to look at too. Are you talking about? per serving or per pound or per dollar volume or per, you know, there's a lot of variables that go into, you can't really compare turkey to beef, apples to apples, um, unless you're doing it like by serving. Yeah. Well, I just think it was based on raw sales uh, or maybe so somebody. Volume? Yeah. Yeah. Guess what? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to compare a turkey on a prime rib, right? Right, yeah. right. Well, I will tell you, I have been out doing holiday uh, demos in stores for three weeks now straight. And I saw a lot of people buying beef. I saw a lot of people buying New York roasts. Um, and so I don't know. I think people are getting more creative. Definitely. You know, there's more resources out there to figure out how to cook and what to cook. And I think people are getting more creative maybe in their menu choices. I think so. I I, I think so, because believe me, it's a from a and I don't know what Leanne can jump in on this, but from a cook's perspective, if you will, for me, it's much easier to cook a strip roast or a, a rib roast or something that it is to worry about messing around with a, you know, a big bird. Now I followed our own suggestions here on the show and this year I'm doing two birds and I'm spatchcocking them and all that stuff. Well, that's great. But still, it seems to me I have to pay more attention when I'm cooking a turkey than I, than I do with a, with a rib roast. I, I, I don't know. I think it boils down to the economy and what people can afford. And when they're serving, you know, large groups of people at Turkey, sometimes they feel it goes, you know, a long way when in actuality, you know, a rib roast doesn't have a loss of, you know, the bones, et cetera, and the hollow cavity. Um, a rib roast can really go, I think, sometimes even further than a turkey. But I don't think that's people's mindset. Um so I think people do turkey over the holidays because of cost right now, too. And also, a lot of people don't cook rib roast that often, a whole rib roast during the year, and they don't want to take a chance of blowing it in front yeah. of their family or friends yeah, <laughs> or losing right. that money. So I think some of those factors come into play. I'm the opposite. I prefer rib roast just because it's very special to me and um, so I actually will make that investment. I think it's worth, you know, the memories and the, and the taste. That's just me. Though. Well, you know, usually by the time we get around to Christmas, most of the college football games are over and, you know, you don't really want that Turkey sandwich anymore on Friday after Thanksgiving, you know? 
Will's shaking his head there. That's the only reason we cook that darn turkeys for the leftovers. Yeah, I think that's true for a lot of people. <laughs> no, the other I think I noticed is uh, when I was in the stores is that I saw a lot of people just buying a turkey breast instead of the whole bird. Yeah. A lot of people. In fact, one of the stores I was in um, before Thanksgiving had like long ago sold out and they weren't getting, you know, people were asking for turkey breasts and there was none to be had. We have. A, I was we I was in Costco last night and they actually had half a turkey breast, you know, with the mashed potatoes and I forget what greens it was. And it was under forty dollars and you could probably serve, you know, eight to ten people. I mean, that's under the average because I was looking at the news and they said that the average cost is I think $60 and change for a family of 10, which I find extremely inexpensive, but, and they were complaining how high it's gotten. Yeah. I think that's quite reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> they, they... I'll tell you, my, my college student, I asked him, I said, do you need the recipe for green bean casserole? And he said, no, I was already at the store. That stuff's cheap. So <laughs> potatoes, the green bean casserole, the side. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, th I think that uh, to get that number you were speaking of, Leanne, they've obviously never come to my house, your house, or the Homer's right. house. <laughs> That's about the cost per head on feed feeding everybody, not not the cost of the dinner. Yeah, right. We like leftovers. Leftovers. Hey, you know, I've got I got spare parts, you might say, in my refrigerator. <laughs> do that. How's the beef business shaping up right now, W? Uh, yes. yeah, how is it? How is it these days? <laughs> <laughs> we, only, we only work right next he to He responds exactly the same way every time we <laughs> ask that question. <laughs> it's hanging in there. It's hanging in there. I'm a, I'm too much of a pessimist, right? If I was an optimist, I'd stand here and say, oh, by golly, we're doing all right, which we kind of are. And the, and the, the, the classic, uh, the dollars out front, the cost we're going to have to pay for the cattle is kind of sub subdued a little bit. And so, that's going to give us some breathing room as we go forward. And, and, uh, but, you know, we've kind of made our bed. We've made our decision right now all the way out through May or June in supply. So, uh, we're in it, you know, and, and, um, but the, but the protein's going away. The beef is going away, which is shocking. There are some items that, uh, some sexy items that carry a lot of margin in the carcass. Uh, flank steaks and tri-tips that uh, in history in the past you would see them die in the uh, first week of October nobody would want one anymore the grilling items would be out of the case and it's not that way right now it's still those are still turning and burning and and so it's about every piece you know where there's 29 different skews going this way and that and so you got to get them all gone so the ribeye is pretty strong right now, of course. The tenderloin is pretty strong still. And those other items are helping support things because at the same time, the chuck rolls, the big chucks in the front and the shoulder clods and the rounds in the back end, they've all fallen out of bed again. So um, they're moving somewhat. You just can't move them in the same ratio. Rat ratio. And it makes having enough Christmas ribs for all those customers who want a Christmas rib difficult it, it, again i'm going to go back to people and tell them if they want a christmas rib 
get on the list early and show up early because I don't know that all the people on the list are going to get one. We're going to take a break here on Barbecue Nation. We're going to be back with uh, Gabrielle, who happens to be the uh, chief financial officer of Painter Hills Natural Beef, and Will Homer, who's been on the show multiple times. Uh, We're not sure what he does, but we're going to be back and find out right after this. everybody it's jt and this is a special version of barbecue nation it is brought to you in part by painted hills natural beef beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends that's painted hills natural beef Welcome back to uh, Barbecue Nation. I'm JT along with Leanne Whippen. We'd like to thank uh, and uh, tell you about real quickly a couple of new sponsors that are coming on. Uh, Hammerstall Knives and Heritage Cookware. They're all the same company, just two different product lines there. Um, You're going to uh, hear more of that as we go along. I discovered these guys when we were back at um, the Jack in October. So uh, we're kind of excited about that, and I'm I'm excited to uh, to try the new knives, especially and and the uh, the cookware, absolutely. But I really want to get my hands on those knives. I know. Have you got yours yet, Leanne? No, not yet. Have you? No, not yet. But we will. I, we promise. Also, it's really easy to get a hold of us. Um, just go to barbecuenationjt.com, and there's a a chat with us button there. You can send us a message, or you can find us on Facebook or our Twitter accounts and all that. We're out there on all those. So um, if you want to send us a message, a comment, a suggestion, uh, if they're nasty, I send them to Leanne. If they're easy, I, I take them. So there you go. That's like uh-huh. that. We're talking with uh, Gabrielle and Will Homer from Painted Hills Natural Beef um, over in beautiful Fossil, Oregon right now. And it probably is beautiful there today. Cold and clear, I'm yeah. thinking. Yeah. And not all that cold, but colder than it has been. So I was, it was bitter this morning on my walk. Was it? Yeah. And you have to find me this winter. I was thinking on my walk yesterday that I think it's the most spring like fall I've had since I've lived in fossil. Wow. wow. Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, green and rain, and we got some rain. Martin came in and said that the ponds are filling and the creeks are running, and, and we're not feeding. We're not feeding cattle. There's no snow on the ground. Cool. Cool. Yeah. That's always a good sign. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's always a good sign. <laughs> so let's talk some more about the Christmas holidays coming up. Gabrielle, you were saying people can be creative and they can be creative. I mean, depending on, you know, the affordability and what they have in their budget and this type of thing. Uh, you know, I've actually known people to. Uh, although they don't seem to do it with me, but chip in to buy a really nice roast for the family. You know, they uh, they might get the this the strip, or they might get the the rib. And if it's a big enough group, everybody you know throws some money in the pot, and they get the best they can fi- they possibly get. Which then leads me to ask, and we've talked about this many times, but it's still repair. Uh, uh, not repairs. What am I saying? It's it's good to repeat this. Some stores will also use a, a loss leader up front. You know, they've got a, a 
rib roast from Mozambique or someplace like that, that's you have to kind of question the validity of it. I've seen those and you've seen those too. What should people be aware of when they're going shopping for that? Well, you don't want to jump in there. No, I was going to say, definitely. You want to know where your beef comes from. You want to know where all your proteins come from, but you want to know where your beef comes from. Again, I know I'm repetitive, but been out in those stores and all the people ask, you know, are you local? Where, you know, where does the beef come from? Um, what kind of quality you look for that USDA grade, you know, get, look for the shield. Is it choice? Is it prime? What are you getting your hands on? Um, I like to say when I'm out in a store, you know, do you see any, the owners of any of the other companies out here standing in the store cooking you a steak? I'm out here. So you can ask me the questions directly. You can find out exactly who we are and how we operate. Um, when you hit the info button, I'm info. So, you know, I think that there's a connection there. People like to feel connected. They like to feel like they've made a contribution to the local community, to the local ranchers. You know, we're just trying to keep ranchers alive out here. Well, Will Will had told me one time that you're misinfo, but I didn't quite understand what that meant. Now I yeah. do. So... <clears throat> It's no, good- it's very it's very commendable. I mean, uh, executives in your position, especially finance, there's no way you're going to find them in a grocery store giving out samples and, you know, getting the information straight from the owners. And that's very commendable. And I think people trust uh, people like yourselves. And when it comes to food, people like to have trust in it and you know, listen, and and you know the product, so it's great that you're out there and people can ask you questions. I mean, I would be absolutely, I have not seen that in a store around here, sampling from the owners. It's always, you know, a subcontractor, and I'll ask a question. I don't know, it's on sale for, you know, this, or, you know, that's all they know about it. So that's that's really nice to hear. I did have somebody ask me where the vegetarian loaf was in a store, and I really helpful with that. I worked for the beef company. Well, when when I used to do that for you guys, people would come up and say, rarely, but they there was a few of them that said, "Well, I'm a vegetarian," and I I would always say, "I can fix that," and um, lead them over to the meat case. A couple times, I succeeded actually. That was I kind of fun. Case. I had a couple and we I was cooking top sirloins and they didn't even let on at first and they took a sample and then they and then I took them over to the case to see where the top sirloins were on sale. And the lady said to me afterwards, after she bought her steak, she said, actually, we're vegetarians, but we do have meat about once a month. And here's the meat we're going to have this month. And That's... I was I was honored. I was uh-huh. I thought it was great. No pun intended. Well, really, it is. But you got to take these things with a grain of salt. You know, uh, you may not want to eat beef every night, but it's a yes, nice. I do. Yes, I <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, there's so many nutritional benefits. The the iron, the zinc, the B, B vitamins that you get from beef and you get a very intense amount of nutrition in a small serving size. You don't have to have a 16 ounce steak. You could have a six ounce steak and have a healthy meal. And I think that's part of it too. And I do think that that's where the, 
economy figures into things that you know we we figured out in this country will preaches this all the time we got a lot of food loss going on we have a yeah. lot of food loss and so you know keep your portion sizes smaller and enjoy what you have have a great meal prepare it well but don't overeat don't over prepare don't don't make extra uh, the overeating part I may disagree with, but everything else I agree with. We're going to take another <laughs> break here on Barbecue Nation. We'll be back with Will and Gabrielle and Leanne and myself right after this. Hi, I'm JT, and I'm thrilled to announce our further collaboration with Painted Hills Natural Beef to bring you your best barbecue experience. As a special treat, Barbecue Nation listeners get a 15% off discount by just typing in the code Barbecue Nation when you check out. So all you got to do is go to the Painted Hills Natural Beef website, click on the store, place your order, and when it has discount or code at the bottom, type in BBQ Nation. Don't miss out on this really juicy deal from Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to uh, Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, along with uh, Ms. Leanne Whippen, who just happens to be a Hall of Famer, by the way. Uh, and we would like to thank the folks who we are talking to today from Painted Hills Natural Beef, Beef the Way Nature Intended. Now, here's the deal. If you go to their website, see if I get this right now, Will. PaintedHillsBeef.com. Thank you. There you go. Yes, All right. Thank you. I'm going to have to speak to you about your, your email address though. Oh, so okay. uh, um, go to com. They now have an, an online store there. They've had it for a while and they've kind of tuned it up. And if you order a product, you know, for Christmas or just any day of the week, and you go to checkout, there's a little down left-hand side, there's a little thing that says, do you have a coupon or a code? You just type in BBQ Nation, just like that, BBQ Nation. And you'll get 15% off, and the, and the Painted Hills beef will come right to your door. So uh, if you've never tried it, I would recommend you try it. I know we've gotten some emails from people that tried it in different parts of the country. And um, it's good stuff. It's well, very I'll good. tell you, I had... Um the prime rib last year for the first time and i have one every year and it blew away any of the prime ribs that i've had in the past it was stellar you know what's you're always struggling for gift ideas buy somebody a prime rib you'd be surprised how happy they're gonna be <laughs> i mean seriously for somebody who has everything or you're just baffled buy them a piece of meat <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great absolutely. advice, Leanne. I can get on board with that. Absolutely. I'd be thrilled. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a hint, Will. I'm not oh, sure. Yeah, you're feeling it. I'm yeah, sure. you feeling it there? All right. Subtle. Also, it's very subtle. It was, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're we're known for that on this show. Our subtle. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, trim tabs, pig powder. Uh -huh. uh, this this is the Leanne segment right here. I'm telling you, she, <laughs> she's working an angle to get a piece of prime rib, and she's uh, we're Selling doing my her pig powder. Your pig powder. <laughs> uh, it, it had won. It did win the coveted yeah. best rub on the planet award. It's used by winning pitmasters for over 30 years, and now it's available online at pigpowder.com. Um, Great stocking stuffer. It is. 
order it, it now it's though just, because you yeah. know the way the mail system is and yeah. you never know we might run out i doubt it i just got a pallet in but uh yeah order <laughs> early because of the mail system and because i ship it personally and i'm doing a little traveling so <laughs> how do you me. <laughs> how do you pack that pallet up two flights of stairs is my well, question <laughs> funny um so um everyone was like who's gonna in the families who's gonna get the christmas tree up first and i said well i already have mine and they're like what are you talking about well my boxes are piled up in the shape of a christmas tree <laughs> and at the very top jeff are those dried flowers that i use uh for my centerpiece you know it- for dinners at hotels <laughs> and that is the topper of my pig powder uh christmas tree yeah <laughs> I figured if it's going to sit in my living room, I might as well make it festive. There you go. <laughs> so can people expect to pay a little more this year? Not just for your uh, ribs, but for beef across the the whole spectrum? Unless it's that crap from Mozambique. Yeah, it's but- been on a climb. The retail price has been on a steady, slow climb. The The wholesale prices are kind of stuck right now. Um they need to be on a climb. You see some of those big Packer reports in the last quarter, they lost tons and tons of money because the price of their raw materials is expensive and their people are expensive. Mm-hmm. And so when the that gets transferred to the grocer and the grocer, his price of product is going up, even though I just told you the wholesale price isn't supporting it. And that is because his people are expensive. Yeah. So it's just a matter of it's a matter of getting people to work and getting them interested in working and getting, you know, and and showing up and getting the job done. And and it's costing a lot of money. And then that turns around and costs us all money at the counter when we get there. Right. But yeah, it's it's expensive and it's it's going to get more expensive. I think uh, how I tune into a, a guy who keeps track of the world and he's a little bit of a chaos all the time kind of guy. But all the major countries in the world are cutting their protein supplies because uh, I think there's money somewhere. There's money in chaos. You just mentioned earlier, they're picking on your beef for it being too fat or it too lean or it's right. too burnt or it's too this, it's too that. And and that is making its way around the world. And so the chickens and the chickens got avian flu and the geese and the turkeys and the and the cattle business and Australia's in a struggle and the Brazilian cows are getting up. You know, I mean, it's just it's the whole world. The whole world mm-hmm. is shrinking its protein. And yet at the same time, uh, the world's wealth is growing and that puts more pressure on protein. So that's that's the world we're in. It's just going to keep. It's just going to keep trucking along. Just kind of got to. I mean, it's got to keep the cowboy in business, right? And even the yeah. cowboy's going to go. You know, it's better, but uh, you know. Just remember, soil and green is made of people. That's what you have I to know. remember. Yeah, that's it. So, Gabrielle, I wanted to uh, get off the the beef market for a second and talk to you about you being the chief financial officer and I, we know each other very well and all that. Has it been difficult? Not, and I mean, outside of the office, not inside the office because your family there, but being a woman working in the beef and the cattle business and uh, has anybody ever given you grief about that or when you first started? Or a trophy? (laughs) A trophy. Yeah. I would say that early on, um, I had to toughen my skin 
because dealing in the particularly like with the butchers and the meat managers, they're kind of, they're a little bit tough. They're a little bit rough. And I had to toughen my skin the first few years dealing with them because if they, if I didn't have the flanks that they want, and that's literally, you know, they would tell me in no uncertain terms how they felt about it. And, uh, and so I had to learn to kind of not absorb it personally, uh, give it back when it was appropriate. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I think overall, uh, no, it hasn't been difficult. I've even had the pleasure of, you know, going and um, hitting the cattle auctions with Burton and learning to, you know, bid on cattle and, and been the only woman in the room doing that. Uh, and I find everyone, you know, supportive and, and I, they think it's kind of cool. So, no, I, I've enjoyed it. It's well, been a great business, even though it's stressful and uh, almost sent me over the edge this year. <laughs> I did take a bit of a partial sabbatical, um, took a step back, and I've kind of come back into more of a marketing capacity because we had a wonderful set of employees in here that were able to cover some of the things. And so that's allowed me to get out in the stores and visit with the customers and find out what's important and and try and help direct the the company to into the you know the new marketplace whatever that's going to look like do you think that's going to be a real different look from what you're seeing locally in the stores personally i think that um like i said people have more more access to information there's there's recipes there's cooking um uh ways of cooking, you know, everybody's got a, a grill or they've got a griddle or they've got a cast iron pan or they've got a roaster or they've got a, you know, and there's so many different ways to prepare food and so many resources to draw upon to learn. I think people are less fearful of cooking now than they were 10 years ago. When I stood in a store 10 years ago, people expressed to me they didn't know how to cook. I don't find that as much anymore. I think that's right. Leanne, you do some of those. I do. You and 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 people, um, I agree. It's it's more accessible to learn on the internet and the comfort level is definitely better with people cooking. I think that people are struggling still to to make the time to do it because it does take time. Um, you know, by the time you go to the store, you figure out your recipe, you cook it and everything else. But um I am definitely seeing more people stepping into the the cooking in the kitchen and more men I'm getting feedback. You know, it's usually the woman in the kitchen or the mom or whatever. I'm more men are like, oh, you know, when I see a couple come up, he's like, I'm the one that cooks in the kitchen and they're proud of it. You know, like yeah. you wouldn't expect me, but it's me. <laughs> you know, yeah. So it's it's kind of cool. It's it's so strange because it's it's the reverse with grilling. You know, it's like if the woman's outside grilling, it's like, well, I'm the one that's grilling, you know, and it's the opposite outside. And it's both cooking. I mean, what's the difference? It's inside. It's yeah. outside. Yeah, there's a Just stigma. Yeah. You know, <laughs> And, you know, just like yourself, Gabrielle, being, you know, CFO and and in the meat industry, it's people don't expect to see a woman. And it is tough to I am. I'm sure you did struggle. And but it's it's like me and barbecue. Once you 
prove yourself and you show that you're knowledgeable on, you know, the subject matter, whatever, it it, it falls all in line and it, it comes together. And it's very rewarding, I think. I don't know if you feel that way, Gabrielle. I do feel that way. And, and I'll, I'll second what you said, too. But I part of me is just an innate curiosity. I want to learn. And so I am always asking people to teach me what things are like from their perspective. And people like to share their story. Mm-hmm. And so I do feel like that gives us a connection. You know, if I visit with a meat manager, I visit with a customer, or I'm visiting with a vendor that we're working with. Um, I like to make those personal connections. Very good. It really does help. So who does the cooking at home? <laughs> we share. We share. Say that's I, perfect. I, I took some pork chops and threw them in a frying pan with some pig powder. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Thank you so much. There you go. <laughs> Thank you for your support. Yeah. <laughs> All right. With that said, we're going to take another break here on Barbecue Nation. And we're going to be back with Will and Gabrielle Homer from Painted Hills Natural Beef, Leanne and myself. Uh, we are headed into the Christmas holiday, and we're going to talk a little more about that when we come back. Stay with us. Hey, everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation on the USA Radio Networks. Hey, we got a new station in Seattle, but I don't know the call letters yet, so I'm going to tell you that next week. Um, and we've got some new stations coming up in Albany and San Francisco and some other places. So we'll be keeping you apprised of that as, as we go forward. But we're talking today with uh, Will and Gabrielle Homer from Painted Hills Natural Beef in beautiful downtown Fossil. Uh, you may think I'm being a smart aleck about that. I actually think Fossil in that country is beautiful. And if I could find a way to do what I do over there, I would do it from over there. But I can't. So there you go. Um, Christmas is coming. Uh, what does Christmas look like at the Homer household in Fossil? Yet to be determined. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have a new grandbaby this year, so that oh. makes things a little different. And, um, you know, I, I've already picked my word for the year 2024. Leanne, do you pick a word? I picked a word. No, uh, I try to, you know, of course, say I'm going to do something and don't, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so my my word I'm going to adopt early and it's simple. And uh, and I'm trying to figure out how to just keep things as simple as possible and and not create such a big production for myself that I get exhausted and then I cry and then I'm then I'm wore out and then I'm tired and and I'm grumpy and. I just want to enjoy. I just want to sit back and enjoy. And so a nice cocktail, a nice steak, you know, some quiet music. And I think that's going to be fabulous. I like that. And my word is going to be breathe. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yep. You know, just breathe. Take a yep. step back and kind of along yep. the same lines. I agree with you. What's yep. your word, Will? Me? Yeah, oh he's I'm like got, my me. word's gonna be. You said it was gonna be simple. Yeah. <laughs> simple. 
Simple. We're going to keep it simple. And I love breathe. That is one of my favorite words in the entire universe, Leanne. So I'm on board with that. Yeah. My mom has a pillow on her bed and every time I look at it, it just gives me calm. I feel like I take a deep breath and it really does help. (laughs) It does. That was the best advice my mother ever gave me. Uh When you're having, you know, when you get overwhelmed, when you're feeling that, just remember to breathe and Uh it does work. It really does. Uh Simple. Don't overdo it. Nobody, nobody needs anything overdone. Keep it simple. Healthy ingredients for my meal. You know, simple, simple cooking. We don't need a lot of sauces in production with a meal. We just need to enjoy each other's company. Mm-hmm. Will, what's one thing that would make you really happy in the in the beef industry, in life, in this? What would that be? I don't know, Jeff. I had to understand a little more what's being thrown at us, but nobody understands that. So how do you get past that? Um I'm too patient sometimes. I'm too, I don't, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I don't know what, what straightens this. There's nothing straightens this all out. I, uh, chaos is where we live today. And that, no, I don't that's, know. keep that's my true. head in the sand. That's all I'm going to do. Keep my head in the sand. Okay. Gabrielle. I kind of, I'm a glass half full kind of girl. I feel like the good's all out there. So I guess I just want us all to be able to focus on the good. I want us to be able to find the beauty in the season and the and and the friendships and the love between family and friends and coworkers and and just be able to focus on the good and let the rest kind of roll off your back. That's what I'd like. Gabrielle, what's the best way for people to cook a rib roast? In- Don't ask me. I- Will does it. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, you know, last year I messed it up so bad. I read all the books and I read all the books and I had a whole rib roast, probably 14 pounds. I put it on the grill. We ran off up to my parents' house all of uh, half a mile, right? And and it was going to take four hours and blah, 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 blah. And I came back an hour and a half later and I opened the lid and went, it's done. Yeah. And so I don't shh, cook it till it's the right temperature. What And then you're done. <laughs> thermometer everybody needs a thermometer for christmas if, if you're if right. you're uh if your grill's too hot it'll smoke and it'll cook one side more than the other and if it's not hot enough you just have to wait later to eat but it'll be all right so why are we asking the expert why are we yeah. asking leanne oh well i'm a reverse sear girl so are you yeah so cook it really slow um i like a little smoke on it in a smoker so cook it you know it is even low as 210, 225 degrees till it reaches an internal temperature of about 110, 115. And then you let it rest. And then you turn those flames up and you sear it. And what's so nice about it, it keeps the temperature of the rib roast consistent from the middle all the way to the ends. And you know how when you cut into rib roast and you have the well done on the end and the super rare in the middle, it doesn't cook evenly. Well, reverse sear will take that away and it'll make it evenly cooked. Not only that, um, it's going to make it hotter because you're cooking it hot at the end. So you're going to be serving a hotter piece of meat. So it has a a bunch of benefits, but that's the way I prefer to do it. If I don't have a smoker, I kind of do the same thing and it can be done in an oven. 
Golf clap. I love every bit of that. Yeah. Yes. Golf clap. Yes, I Golf love clap. every bit of that. Thank you, Leanne. You're welcome. Will you send that to me and a recipe that I can promote? Well, it's it's uh, pretty much out there, but I did the same thing. I did the same thing for those strip loins you sent picture of, and Natalie sent us a picture of the other day. Hey, Will, what are these strip loins? Well, I put it on the smoker for a considerable amount of time for not enough heat. And it sweat all the fat down into the drippings and the dripping. And then I said, I'm late. I got to catch it up. I caught the, I turned the heat up. I caught the drippings on fire. I went back out there. The whole thing's on fire. Big flame. I yard the strip loins off. I got the flames out. I put the strip loins back on like that, pulled them off. And you'd open, you opened it up and it was absolutely perfect. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, so it's kind of reverse here without even trying. There you go. It was. There it was. I do have with, a very interesting, <laughs> very interesting trick. All right. This yep. is if you have a leftover piece of prime rib that is cooked medium rare. And you know, when you take a slice and you put it in the oven to reheat it and it turns all gray and right. gross. All right. So yep. what you do to keep it medium rare is. You're going to die. You put a piece of lettuce over the top of it. Any kind of lettuce. Just put a piece of lettuce on it when you're heating it up. And when you take the lettuce back, it will magically be the same exact color as I'm doing that. I'm not doing it. I I, I did it in my Chicago restaurant. And because we used to have a, you know, a carving station and we'd have reheats. And I kid you not, it works. It's bizarre. I, I, I. I know a and lot of stuff. It just has to be one leaf of lettuce. It doesn't even have to be like a whole wad. Just a decent wow. piece of lettuce. And if you take a piece and you don't cover that whole end, you'll see that little piece that was exposed will turn gray. I'll be oh, done. It's that the craziest thing. That's neat. All right. <laughs> we are going to follow up with that in after hours. But Will, <laughs> Gabrielle, thank you for being with us. Don't forget to check out Painted Hills Natural Beef online at painterhillsbeef.com. And Leanne, you taught everybody something today. So I thank you for yeah. that. Yeah, We're going to get thank out you. of here. Uh, good luck going through all the holidays. Of course, we'll be back next week with another edition of Barbecue Nation. Until then, remember our motto here, turn it, don't burn it. Take care, everybody. Barbecue Nation is produced by JTSD LLC Productions in association with Salem Media Group. All rights reserved.